Listener Production. G'day, it's Rusty here, all set for part two of my podcast with Porsche racer, restoration guru and world-class repairer Ron Goodman, who has built something of a cult following for his beautiful work and an incredible personal collection of just about every model of Porsche you can think of. And he has done some cool customization too. Now, if you've arrived here and missed part one, jump back to the library and learn a bit more about the foundations that led to the creation of exclusive bodyworks. His Speedway and NASCAR racing and a unique sponsorship that he had in those early days too. Plus, going to America and showing some of the best classic builders and racers just what we're capable of down under. Oh, and if our conversation makes you want to check out some of his machines, you can find Ron on socials. He's Speed on Instagram, for example. We begin part two with a bruising encounter on the other side of the pond, a long way from his panel shop. Tell me a little bit more about that crash in Indianapolis. Um, We were 20-odd seconds a lap faster than the other. This was on the oval track. And an open wheeler um, coming down the back he was 27 seconds a lap slower than us. He decided to turn right to turn left on an oval track. So in other words, he, he moved up the track to try and straighten out the corner, mm-hmm. but he wasn't going, he was going warm-up speed. He wasn't even going fast enough to do that. And he didn't look in his mirrors and I was coming up really, really fast. So we hit the back wheel and up and into the wall. It was a decent hit, especially in Indianapolis. The worst part about it was it was right where the cameras were. They'd only just painted the walls from getting it ready for the Indianapolis race and my tyre marks was down the whole wall. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm sure. Cool places, though. Laguna Seca, Watkins Glen. Yeah, unbelievable. Watkins Glen is really good. We won the Enduro there, uh, which was a four-hour enduro and it had a 15-minute pit window and there was pure luck. Yeah, we beat a lot of the 911s, the Mustangs, everything else. I um, come around and Gary put out saying next lap pit because it was a mandatory pit stop Mm -hmm. Uh, and you'd have to pit whether a green, yellow, whatever. And just as I was coming around on that last um, left-hander before you turn onto the pit straight where the, the pit entrance is at Laguna Sega, a monumental crash like there would have been eight cars in front of me crashing and I just weaved my way through them got into the pits the pits got closed and there I was sitting in the pits for my time while they cleaned up the mess and there during, during the enduro under yellow so I picked up about 10 laps because I was sitting in there everyone else was going slow around there while they fixed it up and they couldn't get into the pits I was in there so anyway Gary says to me I think you're going to win this and I said bloody hope so you know like Anyway, we went out and we finished uh, the laps that we had to finish and, yeah, we won it. That was more luck than anything else. Yeah, that's still, I mean, I know, I know a lot of rock-solid preparation goes goes into that. You are hands-on here at the shop. You're hands-on with the car at the the racetrack too. Yeah, I've quite often been, uh, people say, what, you've done that? And you're like, yeah, because I own it, I drive it, I build it, I paint it. 
uh, as I'm getting older now, a few of my guys, Charlie, and that they like to be able to paint the cars. Mm-hmm. So I let them do it because it's sort of a thrill for them um, to be able to paint our cars. But I'm still in there, I rub them back. I do whatever has to be done to get the to get it to get the car ready and to get customers ready during the day. I want to talk about a little project car that we have a we have a slight connection on, and that and that is one that you entered in um, Hot Wheels Legends very recently. Top three, it finished. It has got some seriously cool things in it. So I want you to describe it for our audience. I'll, I'll start the process because it, is, it has got an aeroplane engine in it, which I want you to tell us about, but you've also found an altimeter out of an, an, an original 1945 Mustang, haven't you? It's got, it's got a real aeronautical sort of theme about it or plane theme about it, doesn't it? Yeah, what we've done with that car, it, it started out just getting built as a streetcar. Mm-hmm. And then it morphed into what we got. Uh, we had an Australian company, Radial Motion, approach us and said, hey, we've got this new three-cylinder aeroplane engine that we want to put into a car. Would you have anything that we could trial it in? Mate, you couldn't have called it a better time. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm literally just... Have I got a car. story for you, a deal for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it morphed from there and, and made what they built in the back of this is just unbelievable. It looks great. It, it sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, everything on this car is Australian except for the petrol tank that was made in the US and the exhaust system that was made in New Zealand, a place in New Zealand. It's printed ink and oil, which is the material that they use on a Formula One exhaust system. The floors are aluminium polished, riveted in. The seats are aluminium. The nitrous is aluminium. Everything that we've made in this car is aluminium. Mm-hmm. The roll cage is integrated into the car. So we've made it as much uh, as an aeroplane looking as we possibly can. When you lift the front hood up, everything under there is stainless lines polished. And we've followed the theme of a aeroplane, even with the startup on it, the way that it starts and everything else. So we, we want to... Everyone says that, oh, it's like an aeroplane, that car. Yeah, it's like an aeroplane because that's what we wanted it to be. Um, But we've also uh, reused a lot of parts off of other cars, like the gear shift, it's carbon fibre curved. It's actually the sway bar off of a Porsche GT2 RS. So I look at a lot of parts and think, yeah, I can use that. The, The rear vents on the guards are off of a McLaren bonnet, so we've made them into it. The wheel's a single spinner, but then we had special brakes made for it. So everything on this car is bespoke, but it still retains the DNA of the Porsche. I want you to keep expanding. That's a beautiful description that you've just given given there. But even even the the shape and the build uh, and uh, of the seats, for example, even that's got a almost like like World War Two aircraft look and style about it. There's, there's leather, I think, in a little few little places that makes you. It's a tip of the hat to that sort of stuff too, isn't it? Yeah, we. Just, I kept looking at the seats and I'm thinking, I don't want to lose those holes in the seat. I don't want to lose the aluminium look. How can we put something on there to cushion the, the seat in there a little bit? Now, taking in mind, I had the same seats in my 58 race car and every time you went around the corner, you'd slide from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want that to happen. First of all, we made some leather pieces to go in there. No, nah, that looks horrible. Then I rang up John from Pro Stitch and I said, mate, is there any way that we can make the leather cross over each other like it's as if it's weaved and then riveted into the seat? He said, yeah, no problems at all. So everything's easy for John, not easy for us. He made up this lattice work that went into it. We riveted it in and it looks spectacular. Stunning. Stunning. Can we start that thing? We certainly can, yeah. Let's do that. 
When Rusty set out to make this podcast series, he wanted it to be about writers, drivers, engineers, and enthusiasts. There are so many stories out there. If you like the Ron Goodman episode, you will definitely enjoy Rusty's chat with legendary American designer, Chip Foose, who got to work on the animated movie, Cars. In the films, Cheech Marin is the voice of Ramon. He says, but you are Ramon's talent. He says, while we're building this complete town of Radiator Springs, he said, I would like it if you can come in, walk around, look at what you see, and anything that you think Ramon would have had his hand on, custom painting or doing anything with, that's your job. So for two and a half years, I got to go in while they were building it and custom paint whatever I thought that Ramon would have done. And it was a dream job. I had just had a blast. Rusty has the dream job too, although I'm still not sure we can actually call it work. Back to the chat with Ron Goodman now. Let's walk and talk a little bit here. Tell me about, you got a little Formula Ford. Yeah, it's a 1969 Formula Ford. It was a British Championship winning one. Uh, come up for sale, so we grabbed it. I've had a few drives in it. And mate, I take my hat off to these guys. Like you're sitting on the petrol tank, the and either side is where the hot water runs. Your arms are actually <laughs> sitting on there. I don't know how the hell these guys race these things, mate. I, I take my hat off to them. What was the attraction there for you? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was the attraction. As soon as I saw it, it, it reminded me of the early Brabham's and that sort of stuff. And this is a Merwin, this one, and I just like the shape of it. Uh, we've kept the original body. This is another body that we painted in my colour. That way, there it looks like one of our cars. The grey has become a trademark, and I'm I'm not going to describe it very well. I want you to tell people a, a bit about it because it basically is named after you now, isn't it? Yeah, we, we were very humbled by that. Glazerit, all my cars are painted in what we call Goodman Grey. It, it was a nickname that we done it when we done the original 54. And Glazerit come to us and said, why not put your name to it and put a code to it? And I was really humbled with that. So if you if you look up... 23.356, it comes up as Goodman Grey, and that's my own colour. So, Tell me about the connection with 23. Well, as I look around here, the race cars, all sport 23. How did that come about? What's the love of 23? Well, my NASCAR was 05. All my race cars have been 05. Mm-hmm. Then with the demise of Peter, unfortunately, you know, like um, uh, his tragic circumstances, you can't really run around with 05 now. It's a mm-hmm. bit disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So two and three added up to five. So I thought, let's just go with that. But since then, um, my building is 23, George Street. Mm. Um, 23 is the first car to win Le Mans for Porsche. So it just sort of um, was the right number to have. Reoccurring theme. We are right beside the beautiful-looking 906. For people that maybe have even watched Miami Vice back in the day, I mean, there was a, an episode there, I think, with Danny Sullivan in it, for, for example. This is the car that, that Warren drove recently that you talked yes. about at Sydney yes. Motorsport Park. Tell me about this beautiful, beautiful piece of work. It's a car that I've always wanted. And, and to find a one in Australia is very, very hard to start with. So I've been collecting parts to build one for the last probably 15 years. Um, and then the guys in Melbourne uh, said that they could build us a chassis. So they built us a chassis and then they built the body. And then we got Mick from Course Automotive. He'd done a lot of the uh, development on the suspension. So we built our own one with um, some genuine parts and some remanufactured parts. Give us a sense of uh 
engine spec, horsepower, etc. Horsepower is only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Don't uh, have to give exact number, give a round number. It's a, it's a two litre and it's probably got a couple hundred horsepower in it. Okay. Um, six speed gearbox, um, disc brakes all the way around. Um, the wheels that we had for it, the genuine wheels, they're a um, steel riveted to aluminium outers. And because like a 1966 model car, they're starting to get a bit old. We had um, the guys out of Boyd Coddington's in America replicate them in full aluminium billet for us. So we've got a couple of sets of them, which makes it a bit safer. Um, and the work that Mick done to it made it a hell of a lot safer because it was very, very, very dangerous to drive when we originally first put it together. It just wanted to keep throwing us into the wall. Okay. And now? Now it's nice to drive. Very, very nice to drive. I still, I still can't get my head around how these guys back in Le Mans would drive this thing at 300 k's an hour down Mulson Strait at midnight. No, thanks, mate, no. <laughs> There's a little sticker on many of the cars, a boxing kangaroo. It's got red gloves, kind of bit of an angry look, beer and gritting some teeth. What's that about? It's, it was put on the 54 when we first started racing in America and it got so much um, uh, mileage over there that we just started putting it on all the cars. And since then we have that sticker made up and all the kids in America have them. We have them on our jackets, on our shirts, everything else. So it's just sort of um, morphed into what it is and hence the project that you just saw us doing, um, we've gone with that theme. Speed0023 on Instagram is where people can find you. And the, the merchandise as well, tell us a little bit about that. It's Vintage Racer, isn't it? Yeah, Vintage Racer. Um, we, we have a fair bit of merchandise for the vintage racing side of it. We also have our own range of polishers, but mm -hmm. um, we don't really market it as much as we should. Um, mainly time constraints more than anything else. I don't want to start marketing something and then people are ringing up for it and we just can't deliver. So mm -hmm. that's why we don't market it too much. Cool. Let's turn our attention. If we turn to the right here, there are two very beautiful iterations here. I want you to describe them, tell us a bit about them, and uh, Outlaw Racing, really cool. This one in front of us, this is the 54. This is the one I do most of the racing all around the world in. Um, it's sitting here at the moment with a tight engine and a problem with the um, flywheel from the last time we were out with Warren. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this this is my little sentimental favourite. It's been through so much with us. Mm. This is a really, really good car, this one. Really good car. Why the sentimentality? Probably because it's my first one that I've won so many races in. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like the little train that could, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it goes up against some big banger cars, as I said before, the Ferrari, the GT, GTOs and that in America, mm -hmm. and we beat them. Yeah, yeah. We're, and, and it's a good little car, this one. Next door to it, there is... One that is open top with a bright yellow screen. <laughs> this is the the um, Roadster. It's a Porsche Roadster. The one that we race at Indianapolis and Watkins Glen and everything else. It's won a lot of races over there. Am I right in saying it hasn't always been grey either? No, it hasn't. It used mm. to be yellow um, when I raced it over there. Um, then we brought it back here after that bad crash at Indianapolis and painted it grey. Uh, this one here, we've got documentation going right back to 1963 where the owner sent a letter to Porsche asking him to change the tyres, the oil, because he was going out to Salinas Raceway. Amazing. 
Yeah, it's amazing. All, all typed like old school carbon yeah. letters and things like that, yeah? Yeah, even the paper, like it's different paper to what we have now. It's mm. like it's like tissue paper sort of yeah. thing. It's, it's really amazing. What sort of modifications to this and is it an ongoing thing or you have it now to a level of development where you're, where you're happy? Yeah, this car is exactly where we like it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't race this in a class. We can race in, in regularity here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably get a Group T for it because of its history. Mm-hmm. Um, it just we don't with the Group S, there's no use taking it to Group T. Um, we've modified the windscreen, we've modified the door apertures. We've done small things to, for the aerodynamics on the car. Um, like even the rear tonneau cover, we made that out of aluminium, but we made vents to let the air out. Okay. Some amazing other machines along <laughs> along the path here. Let's talk, if we can, Carrera Cup over the back here because it's it's the first generation of the of the Carrera Cup car. I can fondly remember this coming to Australia. I think Jim Richards won that year the championship. Tell us about that machine and, and where you acquired it and so on. That's the ex-VIP Pefus car. Oh, Tony Quinn. Okay. Yeah, the leg, log books go back through that. Uh, it was actually for sale up in Queensland, and I can't remember the team's name that had it. It was after Tony Quinn. Mm-hmm. We flew up there for it, and I remember sitting there with my missus, and we actually run into Rob Sheeran up there in Melbourne as well, uh, up in Queensland. Uh, he was doing another function up there, and I was umming and ahhing whether I should get it or not. And that was all for thirty grand. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> now you you couldn't get up there quick enough. You just give them a credit card. But yeah, I'm glad I did that. For bang for buck, you can't beat that car. You and, know? and I mean, a lot has changed in that that fabulous series. They're, they're still um, an amazing car that they they just keep finessing with each iteration. But we're talking here. Uh, front lights that are that are teardrop style. We're talking um, H pattern gearbox and so on, aren't we? Yeah, real car, mate. You change gears in this one, yeah. <laughs> no, but if you really want to go fast, you you do need the new PDK if you want to be fast. But this old school, we use this for charity days. Okay. I've got one coming up this Friday for the Sydney Children's Hospital, where we take people for rides in the Cup car and in the nine oh six, and it just goes all day. Yeah, you know, it, it literally is started up in the morning throw some new tyres on it during the day and a bit of petrol and it doesn't stop. Yeah. There are other cars here in the garage. We could talk about all of them. Why don't we talk a few more Porsches if we can. First, I can spot a 944 up yeah. the back there. Tell us about that. That's a 944 S2. Um, that was a club racer that I bought off a guy and then we just redone it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one next to it is a 914. That's turbocharged. And then the one next to that is a 9146. That's my Atlanta, Georgia car where we used to race at Road Atlanta. Uh, we've brought that one back home as well now. Bonnet on it is seriously cool. Tell us the story behind that. It's a, it's as though you've taken a range of of posters and integrated it into the the bonnet or, or the the front design there. That's what we did. We we actually got all the relevant Porsche posters from over the years, and we snuck two of our posters in there to make it look like we're got proper Porsche posters as well. <laughs> uh, Bear from Bear Designs, he he done that for us. I just give him the brief on it. And he just made, he does a, a fantastic job and put it on there and it looks different, you know. Stance is amazing too from the from the archwork and the way the, the car sits on the road. That is a beautiful, beautiful piece. And they're beautifully balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one there's got an RSR engine in it. It's it's a really, really well balanced car, that one. It's fast. Up the back, another iteration of uh, of nine eleven. Tell us about that. That's a nine one two. And a nine one two is usually a four cylinder. Mm-hmm. But that one we've trans put into it. We've put a um, five-speed gearbox in it and a big banger six-cylinder. We had um, Michael Newton build an engine for that one. 
that's a uh, pretty good cartoon. There is lots of cool um, things people can find online of you from YouTube and more. One, one yarn we haven't told. You have taken one of these things on the ice, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do the ice driving for Porsche each year in Finland. Yeah. Then we come up with this lame brain idea one day. We, we got some ice tyres put them on the 54 and then we went and had a game of hockey against a hockey team. Ice hockey. Yeah, yeah ice hockey, yeah. It was fantastic. It was really, really good fun. Really good fun. So sliding, hitting the puck, trying to stay away from goals. What was that yeah. like? No, we, we, we hit the puck. We scored a couple of goals. We, <laughs> we run over a couple of the players. Um, they run into me. And then I'll never forget the car was sliding towards the goalpost and I thought, yeah, I'll just tap it and get going. But man, those goalposts are made out of lead. It just left this big dent in the back of the car, you know. Amazing. You've done some cool things. Is there a bucket list thing that you haven't done that, you know, Ron Goodman would like to do? Well, taking the car to SEMA, which we're doing this year with the, the Aero car. We're mm. going to take that to SEMA. Um, no, and without sounding too arrogant, a, a lot of the things that if it pops into my head, I usually make it happen and it's over and done with, you know. Mm. My wife quite often complains that I'm a bit OCD, that once something <laughs> gets in my mind, it's, it's there till it's done, you know, so... As we talk on that whole notion of, of project, perfection and so on, and we won't release this until you do, but I've been given a sneak peek today at something very special. As you and I record this, there are some artists that are putting an Indigenous paint scheme on a car in the workshop. What is that project about? We're, we're going to be driving it from here to Uluru through a lot of the um, Aboriginal communities and raise money for the children's hospital. So it should be good. The stuff that you've been giving us a sneak peek of, and as I say, we won't release that until you're on the on the road and doing that mission, but it looks amazing. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll time it so it comes out exactly when you want it, mate. That's no problem at all. I would never I would never do that. So um, where did that idea come from? And, and you do do a bit of that stuff to su support the children's hospital and so on, don't you? Yeah, we do a bit for that and also for the Berry Motor Fair for Lifeline. Um I have always loved Janice Joplin's car. Mm -hmm. That's just an iconic car. For her to paint the car up the way she did, it was just amazing. And that 912 there when it was sand beige nearly got the same sort of artwork put around it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no, I'll leave it grey. And um, I just thought one night, let's do it. We purchased a car and we painted it grey. And I, I was pretty lucky. I got onto Danny, who is the artist doing it. Uh, he's a Indigenous artist. I told him the brief of what we wanted to achieve and, mate, he was on board straight away. So we commissioned him to do it and they've done a, an amazing job and, and I really think that this is going to blow a lot of people away. Oh, most definitely, I, I think it will. You Clearly, when you're in here at 1am and, and working yeah. away, you come up with some concepts and ideas and things like that, don't you? Mate, I, if, if I tried to carry out everything that I've come up with... <laughs> <laughs> there just ain't enough days left on the planet for me, you know. Like, no, but I'm I'm quite often morphing into different stuff, and and I don't just do it for myself. I do it either for a charity or for my team as a whole to have fun. You know, like life's all about having fun. You know, the car, which one? Could could you look here? Maybe there's one that's not even in here that you want to want to get. But is there a, a, a Grail car, and maybe it already exists with us? 
No, I've been talking to you about that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, COVID's put a hold on that one at the moment, the the new GT3 RS. Mm. Um, Porsche are doing me a special one, which is very humbling, mm. and I can't wait for that to be done. So. You retain a great connection with them as a, as a company, both here in Australia and abroad, don't you? Yeah, correct. I've got a good... I've got a good affiliation here in Australia with Porsche, uh, a very good affiliation with Porsche in America, a very good, um, been uh, with those guys over there for a long time, yeah. Awesome memorabilia up on the walls around here. Firstly, Rensport Festival 2013, there are all kinds of signatures on that that various guests that have come to the Man Cave have, uh, have put their name to. Give us a sense of who. Yeah, correct. If you look on there, there's like, RWB Japan, 911 Garage Poland, Kate Peck, friend of yours. Yeah, yeah we've had, we've had a lot of high end people, and there's a lot of kids too, uh, a hell of a lot of kids, and, and even just the normal person that comes in to have a look when we ask them to sign the wall, they feel really good. Yeah. So as for it's anybody that wants to sign it can come in here and sign it. You have kept something with very large hole in it <laughs> talk talk about that does that does that bring a tear to your eye every every time you look at it no i said to you you can look around there's a lot of those around here that's that just shows people what goes wrong um when something lets go inside these engines that's the mess that it makes and you can see there the hole is bigger than your fist inside of the engine <laughs> It's hard to look at. The 356, the, the 58, you have raced it in all kinds of countries, haven't you? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, the 54. The yeah, 50, sorry, yeah. 54, sorry. Yeah, yeah that, that's, it's a bent windscreen, so which makes it a bit rarer. See how the windscreen bends from the 58? But racing this car all around the world has been a absolute privilege to do that. Whenever we take it anywhere, everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty good when you take it somewhere and it's, oh, yeah, yeah, da, da, da. Oh, you're 54. They know the car more than you do, okay. uh, more than they know you, I should yeah. say. So that's that's pretty humbling, you know. There is that kind of um, uh, groundswell of love for these cars that, that, you know, people all around the world have, have uh, gotten behind, have the story, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. A, a 356 owner is completely different to your normal Porsche owner. Mm. They're more of a purist. Uh, they're more of um, a passionate person um, and they know about the cars. And, and 356 owners are probably your, some of your better people to meet. Okay. <laughs> What's on for the rest of the, of the year for you? You're off to you know, a very special road trip that you've, you've told us about. What other kind of things? SEMA is a, a great thing as well. Will we see you at some point in the next year, maybe go back to a Monterey? What's the, the plans there? I don't think we'll get to Monterey this year. Um, we have been asked to compete at Brentsport in 2023. Um, whether we take one, two or three cars over for that, we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. um, we're just deciding what we're, whether we're going to do that event because doing SEMA and after SEMA, we're doing the Bonneville Salt Flats. Um, Tell us about that. Yeah, we're taking that car on the Bonneville Salt Flats. With the, with the aeroplane engine. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we want to see what we can get to. We're going to change the transmission. That transmission in it there now is um, makes it sound more like a motorbike. You can get it up to 8,000 RPM, but it'll change gears quickly. So we're going to put the same transmission that we run in Bathurst in this car into that car with the gears that Alvin's made us. Same and, as the 54. Yeah. 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 So it should, um, it should get to a pretty good speed.
That's cool. So will that be a part of, of Speed Week over there and you're trying to achieve a record or something? Or just no, just... no. We're um, Cole, I can't even think of his surname, who we met through Time Attack, who's mm-hmm. got a business just on there. Okay. He's organised it for us so that we can go out there on our own. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to be part of a, an event because I've never done it before. Yep. So we'll just go out there and do a run in it. So That is another very cool box tick to take something there and run it though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty overwhelming but... Um, I think some of the things that I do here in Australia is better than what we do overseas. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, overseas is great and everything else, but you can't beat the stuff here in Australia. Yeah. You know? Congratulations! It's a joy to to wander around here. We might start a couple of other cars before we leave. You've got some some oddball stuff too that you've that you've brought in with a with a military and and uh, there's, oh, there's even a Porsche tractor up the back there, isn't there? Yeah, that's a um, original Porsche tractor with bullet holes and all. What from? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, we didn't put the bullet holes in it. It's just had bullet holes in there. The bike is – that was made for me by a place called Dutchman Motorbikes in America. They gave me that motorbike. Uh, yeah, the, the Kluber wagon, we decided – I always wanted one. So we got it and then we just made it into a military car. It went with the Goodman Grey really well. It certainly, it certainly does. Congratulations on everything that you've done. It's been great to shoot the breeze with you. Let people know um, about your your travels to Uluru. I think that's going to be a fantastic mission. And that car, when it's completed, they will be blown away by when they see it. Thank you, mate. It's very humbling coming from you, especially the people that you get to talk to, mate. That's really, really humbling. Awesome to have you on the podcast. Thank you. No worries, bud. Rusty's Garage is written and presented by me, Greg Rust. Series editor and producer is Thomas Dullard. Audio production by Link Kelly. If you've got a guest suggestion, get in touch with me via social media. The Garage, that's where a journey begins with a tank full of passion-fueled stories.